Welcome to Day Zero Update for August 1st, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logie. And I'm Brandon Perkins. Yeah, a bit of a light crew this week, but not for content to talk about. Uh, we have uh, a number of new dates, some games getting delayed, others getting release dates, uh, one being shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some Sony news here, stuff yep. for uh, PS5 owners that will be exciting for... Take a look at what's coming up in the new update oh, yeah. uh, for the dashboard that is in beta right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a look at a number of the things that were shown at the Annapurna Interactive Showcase. Some of them are definitely, uh, definitely eye-catchers. Yeah. Uh, which has a range of stuff from just developer partnerships without a game announced yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, some just games being announced, others get dates or gameplay trailers, that kind of stuff. So we'll go through that, uh, give you a look at what's coming ahead from Annapurna Interactive. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there is more fallout of the Activision Blizzard news from last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's- only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, we've got a, a slate of news there to end the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get to that, we'll talk about what we've been playing. Uh, for me, I will start. I've uh, been playing more Fall Guys, trying mm-hmm. to get this uh, win in yeah. squad duos and still getting foiled every chance I can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, having some annoying bits where I get to the first round with a teammate, I yeah. do well my run so that we can qualify, and the person is having some trouble or something and just decides to quit, mm-hmm. uh, which I can maybe qualify for the second round, but it's going to be harder to get anywhere when other teams can get you know two people's worth of points to qualify versus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes it a lot harder to do that, so that's just been annoying to have that happen a few times. Uh, other times, just been getting to the final game, and it's something like a hexagon where... Uh, basically has a bunch of these hex spaces and you stand on them and they will disappear a couple seconds later and you kind of want to uh, run around and take away chances for other people to stay on that level before it falls down. That kind of stuff. With two people, you got twice the chance. Uh, But also, I've been just having bad luck on those ones. Mm -hmm. I have like an ice version of that where it breaks. uh, It's like they're stacked up, I think four or five deep. But it takes like uh, it goes to like three different states before it breaks, mm-hmm. so you kind of get some time to hang out if you're just going to stand on it to break it, mm-hmm. or you just run around and perpetually weaken everything that you run around on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, still falling short on that. So I'm going to try and give it a few more tries here tonight uh, after the show and see if I can get the the win to get the last uh, item and the. Mm-hmm. Or the player card that is Rivet-themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, for what I've, people have been talking about what's in the, the Clank event that is next week. And it seems like one of the goals is to hug people. Yeah. Which I will tell you, is, from what I can tell, is... Uh, I think basically you have to grab somebody and then they grab you back mm-hmm. at the same time. Which nobody does when I've had it as a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think anybody else gets it, most likely. It's not a common yeah. thing. So the chances of somebody doing it to you at the same time is pretty low. So uh, that might be an annoying thing. It seems like they just have, you know, 
maybe a couple extra goals with points that could get you to you know the final item without you necessarily having to do everything mm-hmm. the way it currently is. Because uh, I think it, the way it currently is, it's set up to give you more points than you need, but that's like 100 points more. This uh, uh, The win a squad duos match is 500 points, and the 100-point ones are like dive 50 times, you know, basic things that you're going to do anyway. So there's not really a way to get around that uh, thing. So that's just kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, been playing The Ascent, which is on Game Pass on, I think, Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. I played on my Series S, and it's been pretty decent so far. It's kind of a dual-stick shooter in a uh, cyberpunk sort of yeah. setting. Uh, you're going through a lot of kind of uh, dreary environments, just kind of like sewers and uh alleyway kind of underground things that just like trash everywhere that kind of stuff yeah uh there are lots of robots around you, cre- you when you create your character you kind of have some customization options mostly just skin hair you know face type that kind of stuff some tattoo stuff you can do uh nothing really too big on that mm-hmm. uh but you do get i think cosmetic stuff you pick up for shirts and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i've seen how you can actually equip that from the the game. There might be a specific thing I have to do, but uh, you do get some drops, but I, th- from what they seem like so far, it might be you just equipping weapons and upgrading them versus getting random weapon drops with like different stats or that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So where I just have a pistol and a SMG. Uh, so you kind of have like, oh, here's the thing where I get uh, a bunch of damage in uh, specific shots or just kind of spray and pray kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, with a ability that's kind of a, a big punch as well as like a grenade that I can throw though for whatever reason it's mapped to L3 so you have to push in the left stick for whatever reason instead of maybe putting it on another button but uh, yeah I got enough to the point where I could get to the open world area uh, after the sort of initial bit of stuff you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, combat's been pretty decent. It might just be a case of finding weapons that I enjoy shooting, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Though by default, they have a heavy kind of uh, auto-aim on, mm-hmm. uh, or aim assist, I guess. Uh, that kind of makes it feel real mushy. Uh, as I turned yeah. it down, it felt a bit better. I might just turn it off the next time I play, so... Uh, go put some more time into that. It seems pretty neat so far. There's not really been much in the way of story. Uh, just mm-hmm. going around doing... Like the first guy you do a mission for, uh, when you get back, he's like, oh, I was going to give you, but, you know, uh, missed, uh, missed targets and all this kind of stuff. Like, uh, business is bad, so I can't pay you, kind of thing, as he disappears. Kind of, uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the ascent. Seems all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also been playing some more Final Fantasy on the PC, the Pixel Remaster. Uh, yeah, seems seems like a pretty good port uh, yeah. of it. The font choice is probably the the biggest issue mm-hmm. uh, so far, as there's no real options for it. And you can obviously tell it started on a mobile device. Yeah. 
uh, where that stuff probably works better on a smaller, much smaller screen. But mm-hmm. on a PC, that stuff is not really great and doesn't really fit with the uh, the art style all that well. Mm-hmm. As a, a more pixel font would look better. Yeah. Especially because they do that with the, the damage numbers that you give or take. Uh, there are stuff like that in there, but it seems like it's it's improved from what the initial screenshots looked like for that, where the, all the text was very much scrunched into the corners. It seems like it's a little mm-hmm. bit bigger than that now. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see any options for customizing that stuff, so uh, I assume at some point they'll fix it, but they won't tell anybody that they are they are going to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the game itself looks really nice. It's like a they've upgraded this NES game to you know Super Nintendo sprites, yeah, uh, level of quality, uh, even some Mode Seven style ground mm-hmm. textures when you're up in the air. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, it seems like they've redone the soundtrack and fleshed yep. out a bit, mm-hmm. so it sounds really nice instead of. Uh, you know, NES pixel or NES uh, music, that kind of stuff. Uh, which is nice when you buy it on uh, these versions, you get the soundtrack with it. Mm-hmm. As well as, I think, wallpaper for your computer or phone, I guess. Uh, which is yeah. fine, but the soundtrack stuff is probably the, the thing that will draw people the most uh, as far mm-hmm. as bonus stuff. So that is uh, pretty nice. And, yeah, they've done some nice things to modernize the game a little bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, in the original, if you you know had all four of your party members pick one enemy to attack, so that you know whenever the turns happened, uh, they would attack that one guy. Yeah. Uh, in the original, if that guy got killed before you know the last person you know attacked, mm-hmm. uh, they would just whiff. Yeah. Uh, here they don't. They just move on to the next target. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe not the target you necessarily want when you got, you know, a crew of enemies and, you know, there are specific ones you're like, ooh, I gotta go for them first, but it's better than the way the game originally was. Uh, what else there? Oh yeah, you can move diagonally, not just you know, in the four cardinal directions. Yes. Which looks really weird <laughs> in this kind of game where it's like, okay, whatever, the sprite's moving diagonally, but not Looking like it's trying to move diagonally. Nope. Uh, but it makes it a little easier to kind of get around in some ways. So you don't necessarily have to, you know, uh, move around just hitting up, 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 or left, left, whatever uh, on the D pad. But uh, battles are very much of the just hit X a bunch to have everybody attack. Mm-hmm. Unless you run into particular enemies that you want to do some more damage with. Yep. I am in the Elf Kingdom area, Elfheim, whatever they call it, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, has some nice uh, enemies there mm-hmm. uh, that are good for grinding because a lot of the spells are pretty expensive at this point. Yeah, uh, the level three and four spells. Uh, so now I have better healing spells, especially for just healing everybody. Yeah, and. Uh, some spells for my black mage to, you know, cast uh, elemental spells on everybody instead of doing it one at a time. But they still keep the the whole limitation of you can use, you know, this level spells six times, and this one four, that kind of thing where it's very Pokemon-esque 
uh, though this came first, obviously. Uh, but yeah, seems like a, a good port uh, font choice aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else seems to be done pretty well. I think the other issue I've seen is there's kind of some screen tearing. Yeah. Which is a little bit hard to notice at times because it might just be, I don't know, the way the textures move. Mm-hmm. It could be weird, but I'm pretty sure it's tearing. But that hopefully gets fixed in some updates Yeah, here, but uh, still, it looks nice, runs well, uh, all that kind of stuff, which should be expected for you know an upgraded NES game. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if you want uh, those games on the cheap, go to Green Man Gaming. They have them for about 36 or 38% off. Something mm-hmm. like that, even more than what the uh, Steam discount was. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to check here real quick, see if I get a cheaper price in the bundle. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 42 bucks for the remaining games, which is, let's see, it's about uh, 54 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's a decent discount, though I might see if they don't have uh, discounts on that stuff as far as pre-orders for the other stuff, so... Maybe that happens. They still don't have a date on that yet. Like people are expecting it here in the next uh, few weeks or so, maybe September at the latest. But uh, we'll see. So that's been it for me. Brandon, how about you? Uh, well, as for me, I'm still uh, playing Genshin Impact. Uh, I've gotten up to uh, Adventure Level 27. I am still in Liu, which is the uh, basically the Chinese part of the uh of the uh continent that the game takes place on and uh it is incredibly chinese in several different ways uh the fact that uh there's all these storylines based around like martial arts schools and uh there's like a whole arc where you're trying to tempt deities out of their caves by cooking a very uh rich and luxurious dish that in the game's cooking system is literally the only five-star dish that you can cook in the entire game, at least for right now. Um, but I am, you know, still having to slowly but surely get that uh, level up to 28 to sort of kickstart the next part of the main story. Um, fortunately, though, if you have a keen enough eye, you'll notice once uh, you get to a certain point you'll be able to start talking to uh various people and start being able to spot a bunch of uh new side quests that you originally couldn't play um when you first get there uh which is good because the game does offer you several different ways to get your adventure level up the problem is that not a lot of them uh at least when you get to this point are necessarily substantial in the amount of points that they give you um especially stuff like uh you know trying to get um try, you know tr- like th- those like okay so like there's a bunch of side quests you can get on over the in the overworld that you know you can get they'll get you up to like 40 level 40 type of rewards and those are good but there's also like the ley line points that you can find um, and those are significantly easier, but they only give you like a level 20, uh, you know, amount of uh, points for accomplishing them. So 
it's like 100, 200 points, which in the grand scheme ain't a whole lot um, at this point in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it, 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 I would say it feels kind of like grinding if it weren't for the fact that the game had so many different ways to get uh, different kinds of different different abilities in different ways and different different opportunities to get that that those points up that don't seem like grinding um they seem like they actually have a mission behind them so that's good um other than that uh i also decided to uh take advantage of the uh snes console uh service on my Switch, and I started playing one of the new games on there, which is Claymates, which is a game by Visual Concepts, which were the guys behind the Clay Fighter series, and they basically took the sort of same aesthetic that they did for the Clay Fighter series and put it towards a sort of action platformer, where you play this uh, kid who's been turned into this little ball of putty, and uh, he comes into, you know, he has to basically do, like, one of those old sort of typicals, like, okay, I'm tiny now, so, like, everything that is also tiny is now a lethal weapon um, that could kill me at any moment. So, you come in contact, you know, with dogs, cats, lizards, and, of course, you know, everyday hazards like electrical currents, tornadoes, and stuff like that. Um, and every time he comes in contact with a different colored... Uh, piece of putty it will he will be able to change into uh basically different types of uh animals he can turn into like a, a mouse a cat a fish you know different types and they all have like different abilities that they go on like the cat can uh you know slash with its claws and it can also walk on walls uh, the uh, mouse is extremely fast. It can get into tiny spaces. Fish can, of course, swim uh, much easier than your normal form can. It can shoot out bubbles. Um, but what you know, I—it's a game I played back when I was a kid, and I enjoyed it back then. So yeah, there was definitely a good bit of uh, you know a little bit of uh, you know nostalgia going in. But the thing is, is Playmates was one of those games that if you played a lot of SNES back in the day, you encounter a lot of these types of games that were coming out of Europe where the where the uh, overall design is kind of generic um, to a certain extent. It's, you know, a bunch of floaty platforms barely connect each other with a generic background behind it. And there's people using Mode 7 to make it so that the letters can float around and everything. Like, the type of game you would get from, like, Ocean Software or one of those guys. Um, but the game is still a lot of fun, so, you know, it's worth it. Um, and I'm also playing uh, the uh, free downloadable version of Blackthorn because, one, it's Blackthorn, and it's an amazing game, and it's a lot of fun. And, two, it's free, so I don't have to pay Blizzard a red cent. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. All right, so let's get to some of the news for this week. Yep. Uh, first up, it's a new month, mm-hmm. uh, somehow. Yeah. Uh, but we have new games for you to check out for PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go to PlayStation Plus first. Uh, one of them we've already known was going to be on here from the State of Play mm-hmm. is Hunter's Arena Legends. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is on the PS5 and PS4, is kind of a melee-focused uh, battle royale. 30 yeah. players, a new release, so curious to see how this one uh, turns out. Let's mm-hmm. see how that goes, but yeah, that'll be out here on the 3rd. Uh, mm. Along with all these other games, there is for the PS4, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville. Mm-hmm. It is the newest uh, Plants vs. Zombies sort of multiplayer shooter game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of, uh, I think the the big thing here is like a big new social area that just kind of lets you launch into matches, sort of casual matches from there. As you just kind of go up to these areas, just launch you into areas where you can just start shooting people. Uh, kind of similar to the last one, though that was more of a town area that you kind of uh, took on missions and story stuff. I think this one's more a place for you know fights to happen. Yeah, uh, but yeah. There's more character classes, uh, lots of multiplayer stuff here, PVE stuff. So mm-hmm. pretty good one there. And the last one for the PS4 is Tennis World Tour Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the latest of those games coming from I forget who makes that. I think it's let's see. Okay, Big Ben Interactive publishes that. Uh, curious about this one. It's been a while since I played a tennis game. Yeah, maybe the the mediocre Mario game, Mario Tennis game, mm-hmm. was the last one I played. So looking forward to one here that's a uh, a bit more realistic. And uh, yeah, so that'll be nice to see. That one came out last year. Mm. So that's uh, pretty good. Looking forward to that. So pretty decent month there. Mm. Uh, Starting on August 3rd uh, for Games with Gold. We have starting on the 1st here, there is Darksiders 3. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third Darksiders game kind of uh, one that kind of did not get a great reception. Yeah, it was more of a uh, more of a beat 'em up. Yeah, this one just kind of like people are hoping maybe more Diablo esque, but not really getting the the quality or anything to it. Yeah, which is sort of why they made the well, they made another one that was more Diablo esque. Uh, I forgot Dark Siders. Yep. I forgot the other Dark Siders game is, but yep. Either way, you won't have to any extra money for that one so yeah uh, it's available until the 31st uh the other xbox one game is ukulele starting mm-hmm. on the 16th to september 15th uh which is sort of a spiritual successor to the uh banjo and tui games yeah banjo kazooie uh yeah and they're maybe as good as those games were Depending yeah, on you thought about that stuff. Yeah, uh, it has sort of. It's very much a. You say it's a spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie, and it is absolutely a spiritual successor. It all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that particular sort of game style has not aged terribly well. Yeah, I think the the follow up that was a bit more Donkey Kong Country style. Mm-hmm. Uh, was better received. Yeah, that first game was kind of like, uh, if you're you were into those games, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you weren't, if you weren't into that era of rare platformers, 
Yeah. With uh, Donkey Kong 64 in there. Uh, this may not do much for you, so, but, you know, you can check it out without having to put some more money down, so that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the older stuff, there is, for August 1st, Lost Planet 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was part of the era of Capcom where they gave their Japanese franchises to Western studios. Yep. And this one was Spark Unlimited, who did not really have a great reputation Mm-mm. before this, and this game did not change anybody's minds. Nope. Yeah, their games before this was uh, Turning Point, Fall of Liberty, Legendary. Ah, which was a notorious flop. Yeah, and then they went on after this to make Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. Yeah a Ninja Gun game about zombies, which could be pretty cool in concept, but not with this studio. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Lost Planet 3 kind of fell in line with that. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be pretty decent, but nothing special. So yeah, we can grab that now, uh, up to the 15th. Uh, the other game is Garo Mark, to- Mark of the Wolves, yep. on the 16th. Uh, if you're into fighting games, this is one of the ones that people talk a lot about as a great game. It's a uh, basically the last Fatal Fury game. Yeah. It's sort of like the distant sequel to all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that is uh, one, probably the best game of this bunch. Mm-hmm. But if you're not into fighting games, it's probably not going to do anything for you. Yeah. It's a very specific type of fighting game. Yeah. The SNK uh, uh, milieu. So yeah. There's that lineup of games and a decent lineup there for the month. Nothing really big, but yeah. So that's uh, that's that. Uh, we'll be probably talking about what's on PlayStation Now and Game Pass next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get to some stuff that is also coming out here in the near future. Yeah. Uh, first up, a Picross S Mega Drive and Mark III edition. Yeah. I think in the West it might be Master System and Genesis. Yeah. Uh, named, but that's just the version here that got announced. Yeah, Genesis Master System edition is what it's called. Uh, coming yeah. out August fifth here later this week for ten bucks. Uh, just like the other games, but this one's all Sega themed. Mm-hmm. Trailer mentions they've pulled characters and other sprites out of these various games to make them into puzzles for you know about 300 puzzles total mm-hmm. in the game. So uh, a lot of uh, content there, and especially for people that are Sega fans. Yeah, uh, there is that. So that'll be exciting to have one of those. Uh, the weird thing with this game is it got announced, I think, last year. Yeah. They usually don't announce the games until like shortly before they're launched. Mm. So this is kind of one of the weird ones where they announced this sort of partnership and then it just disappeared for a while. Yeah. It's finally almost here, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Marvel's Avengers is getting their big new War for Wakanda updates Mm -hmm. August, August 17th. Yep. To be able to experience their story with T'Challa and the rest of the crew there, uh, who is voiced by Christopher Judge. 
Kratos. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you're wondering there, I think they have a bunch of other voice actors here of uh, renown, but they don't have it listed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Steve Blum is in there. I think he's voicing Claw. Yeah. He's sort of... Uh, is he South African? Is that what his thing is? I forget where he's from. That uh, sort of breaks into Wakanda and steals vibranium from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, going to be August 17th. You'll be able to check that out and play some of that, so that's good. Getting a character that isn't a Hawkeye into the game. Yeah. It's always good. Uh, this next one here, Baldo the Guardian Owls. Coming out August 27th for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Apple Arcade. Yeah, this game kind of gained a little infamy at first because it was discovered that they were using stolen Ghibli asset at stolen uh, assets from Studio Ghibli when they first uh, previewed it. Yeah, but now yeah. it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to be out here pretty soon. Uh, very nice style to it. Still Ghibli style, but uh, more original. So, yeah, curious to see how this one turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we got the delays here. Yeah. Gate Bird has been delayed to September 16th. Uh, yeah. so they posted a cute little video of the bird uh, flopping onto a keyboard that was trying to display uh-huh. the release date and uh, breaks the keyboard and the release date changes to the new date, September 16th. Mm-hmm. That'll be Xbox One, Switch, and PC on Steam and itch.io mm-hmm. and Amazon Luna. Uh, as well as Game Pass for console and PC. So yeah, you can check that out here in about a month from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, definitely looks good. Yeah. Nice and silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, another delay here. Kina Bridge of Spirits pushed from its August 24th release date to September 21st. Mm-hmm. About a month uh, just to give them a bit of extra time mm-hmm. to finish the polish that they want to put into the game. Yeah. Which this I mean. is uh, one of those games that, you know, is getting a lot of hype. Um, yeah. yeah cross your fingers, hope it ends up being worth it. Um, yep, hopefully. I hope it does, because it definitely looks good. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, let's see, next one... Well, not really delay, but uh, a shutdown of Dr. Mario World. It's happening yeah. on November 1st. Yeah. Uh, one of the earlier Nintendo mobile games that yeah. never really took off. That's what I was thinking. Like, this isn't like the Mario Runner. This is basically just a mobile version of, of Dr. Mario, which... For the most part, where you kind of drag the, the pills around. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus just playing it Tetris style. Yeah. Uh, which kind of worked, but was didn't really help that the game itself was just kind of boring and bland. Because it's kind of mobile style where it's just like, oh, here's a bunch of different challenges. Mm-hmm. It's like you get to, you know, the second world, and it's like, oh, it's all kind of the same for the most. Nothing really too exciting about it, but even if you did like it, it's going to disappear, unfortunately. It's yeah. online focus game. So uh, the unfortunate part of the mobile space is that games can just easily disappear and become unplayable. 
Yep, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's get to some Sony news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony announced that they reached the 10 million uh, consoles sold uh, mm-hmm. milestone for the PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fastest console in best-selling console in Sony history. Yeah. Which is a big deal for a console that has been very hard for people to get. Yeah. <laughs> people like Brandon. Yeah. Who is currently poor as hell. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh, great news for them. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of get that out there. Uh, along with this, they kind of put out some numbers uh, for how some of the games have been doing mm-hmm. for the PS5 and or in general, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales has sold more than 6.5 million copies mm. since releasing on November 12th. And I think all of these dates are as of July 18th. These numbers are as of July 18th. So uh, that was about uh, nine months, I think, for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. MLB The Show 21 sold more than 2 million copies uh, across all platforms and reached 4 million players. Since releasing on August sixth or April sixteenth, so about three months there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that played is more the the Game Pass numbers, but yeah, I think people also forget that you can play a game with multiple profiles, so it's not necessarily all Game Pass. But I'd imagine most people on Xbox played on Game Pass, yeah, versus buying it. So there's that. Uh, Returnal's on here, mm. a game that has been. Highly criticized for its price. Uh, now yeah. it's sold more than five hundred sixty thousand copies, which is a pretty good number for us for a seventy dollar roguelike, and probably Housemark's biggest launch. I think at this point. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And the last one is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It sold mm. more than one point one million copies since releasing on June eleventh. That's a lot. It's about a month. Like that's their fastest uh, selling launch for that series yet. So that's uh, great news for a very good game. Yeah. Now, Brandon, you just need to be able to get one of these so you can actually add these numbers. Pretty sure I'm just going to have to steal one off of a truck behind a Walmart somewhere. Or find an Amazon Prime truck. I'm sure there's some on those. Yeah, I got a hunting rifle. I could shoot down a drone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, we got the first details of what the M2 SSD support for the PS5 is going to look like, mm-hmm. as it's currently in beta access. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, details here, but shouldn't be really all that much harder to install than uh, the hard drive is in the PS4 or the PS3. Uh, they're just very specific about some of this stuff because... Uh, one thing is cooling is very important for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they mentioned that you should have a you know, cooling structure on your uh, SSD that you're plugging into it, such as a heat sink. Uh, you can either attach it yourself or buy them that have the heat sinks built in. Yep. Uh, for a little bit more uh, expensive, but you can go cheap and uh, just install the one uh, yourself. There've been a number of people I've seen talking about which ones work for which one for which uh, NVMe drives. So if we do that, speed is five point uh, for no five 
5,500 megabytes per second or faster is recommended. Mm -hmm. uh, as well as various other things here, they have uh, listings for the lengths that work, sizes, all that kind of stuff if you need to. Uh, as well as some diagrams, just in case you want to see the different kinds of heat sinks that are available mm -hmm. for these things usually. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be curious to see how this stuff works out for people that try to uh, go cheaper and put in you know, slower drives, see how that actually affects things. So mm -hmm. it'd be pretty neat to see how different it changes the the experience for some of these games, uh, as well as the ones that are higher. Mm -hmm. I think Mike, Mark Cerny has been out there on his Twitter account tweeting that he's already ordered his... Uh, I think it's a WD, Western Digital, uh, drive that's like 7,000 megabytes per second. Uh, something like 500 bucks for one of those with the, the heatsink on it. Mm -hmm. So he's all in on this stuff. So I think it's a two terabytes. I'm not sure how big it is. Mm. And I don't think it mentions it on this picture that you posted, but... Either way, uh, yeah, they got the the guide here for how to do it. So yeah, you can follow that. It'd be pretty easy. Just pull off the uh, the bottom mm -hmm. uh, fin, the one that has the drive on it. Yeah, and there's a little slot in there to unscrew. Yeah, and then plug in the the thing. So pretty much like the uh, PS4, more or less. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah, so that's. Definitely worth checking out. And I believe also part of that uh, is the number of the SSD mm -hmm. manufacturers are announcing their PS5 compatible drives. So you can check that out. Uh, they're going to be pretty pricey, especially if you're going for the higher uh, sizes. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's definitely going to be pay paying a bit of a premium, but uh, you could probably do well just getting like a, a cheaper 500 gig, yeah. throwing it in there and uh, dealing with that while waiting for the, the prices to go down for the, the higher ones. And uh, type yourself off there. So that's mm -hmm. that. But we've also gotten details on what the rest of the update seems like it's going to be uh, including with some mm -hmm. big stuff in here beyond just the SSD expansion slot. Mm -hmm. uh, there's 3D audio support for TV speakers. Yeah. Uh, not like, uh, you know, uh, surround sound systems or anything like that. Just pure mm. TV speakers uh, support for that stuff. All it right. says you can also measure the acoustics of your room using the microphone on your DualSense wireless controller to apply the 3D audio settings that's optimized for your room, which is a wild thing to use. I remember yeah. when, what was it, one of the, like Rock, Rock Band 3, I think, they yeah. had like a little mic in the guitar itself so that it could, you know, do the, the beat stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, sort of play that audio and then tell if it's out of sync or not and fix it for you mm -hmm. automatically. And so it's kind of neat that you can use that controller for the same thing here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see for the home screen, you have different platform versions of the same game installed. They'll now appear separately on your home screen. Instead of having to click on the, you know, the three dots and say, well, I want this version. Yeah. Uh, and essentially just replaces the icon with the, you know, the PS4 version or PS5 version, whichever one you pick. Like it would also be the same for the, if you had like a soundtrack for a game, uh, the app for that, that I think it would be the same kind of thing. Yeah. 
And different versions of a game are now user response icons are displayed to indicate the specific platform, mm-hmm. such as PS5 or PS4. Because I think currently it just shows you the PS4 icon. Mm-hmm. And so if it doesn't, if it's not the PS4 icon on it, it's obviously the PS5 version. Oh yeah. So, so just making more obvious there. Uh, the library install tab is now the first tab you'll see. Like they did that a little while ago, I think. So I don't think I'm on a beta thing, but yeah, when you go to your library, like on the PS4, it would show the library, like the all the games you owned. Then the second tab would be all the ones installed. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're going there, you're going there probably to to pull one of the games that's not shown on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they've made that the the default first one. Like it also remembers your sorting options too. So mm-hmm. uh, makes it easier to just get around. Uh, let's see. There's yeah, some updates to the game based stuff, which is the the friends list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trophies is the big thing that they've also done some more work on. Yeah. Uh, you can now track up to five trophies per game using the trophy tracker. So you can have it put a little uh, pinned aside mode, sort of the split screen kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, showing you, you know, anything you're tracking to let you see how you're doing instead of popping out, backing out. But also the trophies will now be able to be displayed vertically instead of horizontally mm-hmm. uh, when you're seeing the trophy list. So that's pretty nice. Uh, yeah, there's a couple other things here. Uh, yeah, you could check that out, but yeah, that'll be nice to see. It seems like a very big update to uh, affect a lot of parts of the the OS mm-hmm. and sort of make it better to uh, get around and do whatever you're doing. So mm-hmm. it's always good to see. Uh, Brandon can't experience those improvements yet. At least not right now. Yeah. Maybe after Christmas. We'll see. Let's get to our last of the uh, stories here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunderful, the publisher that is uh, made up of the people that used to run the SteamWorld devs, mm-hmm. uh, Image Form, Image and Form, I think. Yeah. Uh, they run that, and now I think the dev is now Thunderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit weird because it's both are run by the same person, but. Now they're sort of all under the same house. Uh, but so they announced that they are partnering with Future Lab mm-hmm. for the next game, which is a spiritual successor to the Velocity series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velocity Ultimate and I think Velocity 2X uh, mm-hmm. were very good sort of shmups. Uh, the second game uh, mixed shmups with uh, sort of side-scrolling shooter stuff mm-hmm. to it. So this one they say is going to be a stylish, high-intensity third-person combat game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume that means 3D, but yeah, it could be uh, something else. And I assume they're dropping the the shooter stuff, uh, mm-hmm. the shmup stuff, because uh, that's probably the thing that probably turned off people more than anything else mm-hmm. in those games, because it was kind of uh, a shooter where you kind of warp around as you need to, which they built a lot of stages around, you know, uh, popping into side areas to get collectibles and all that kind of stuff. And that second game is especially really good, but uh, they're going to focus more on the action stuff. That'll be pretty neat to see them continuing on with the, the series in some form. Hmm. So no date on that yet. They're just saying they're celebrating their 18th birthday. Future Lab is this year. 
Mm-hmm. And so they've uh, gotten this deal done. And they're looking forward to working on it. That's the studio that's also working on Power Wash Simulator. So they got a lot on their plates right now. Oh, yes. So yeah, that's uh, that's great. <laughs> uh, let's get to the Annapurna Interactive uh, Showcase. All right. Uh, it was about like a 30-minute stream. Had a bunch of stuff on it. Kind of a bit of a different vibe than most of the other publisher streams out there. Uh, it's a bit more low key as well as just willing to show stuff without giving you dates mm-hmm. on it. Uh, so we'll kind of run through some of these games here uh, pretty quickly. The first one was the artful escape. Mm. Uh, looked like kind of a music adventure kind of game yep. to it uh, as this kid is trying to create the, like an alter ego of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed to have some really nice music and nice style. Uh, to it so that one is out on the xbox platforms and steam september 9th mm-hmm. uh, the next one neon white we saw this on the direct a while ago yeah now uh, the new game from ben esposito which as he opens the the video mm-hmm. that he made donut county yeah for you know that's playable for you know kids and adults mm-hmm. parents uh, and said that Neon White is a game for freaks. Yeah. Uh, basically saying it's it's a game for weirdos. Mm-hmm. And it was a gameplay trailer, so if you want to actually learn how that game works, uh, go watch that trailer. Yeah. Because uh, it looks pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Kind of a kind of a shooter platformer, you know, first person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 neat thing is that you're kind of sacrificing the weapon, which is a card. Yeah, to use it as a sort of bonus attack or you know special move kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And as you kill enemies, you get new cards, so you're kind of able to uh, swap around that kind of thing. So looked really neat. It's out on Switch and Steam sometime this winter. Yep, when the visuals look especially uh, psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one, a memoir blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one looked really cool. It's kind of it seems like a very story focused, uh, as I say, an interactive poem, kind of a story focused, uh, you know, adventure game. Uh, so yeah, that looks pretty neat. That's coming basically to everything: PlayStation, mm-hmm. Xbox, Switch, Steam, and iOS. I think there was a date on that. Uh, they then they announced a partnership with Jessica Mack, uh, creator of Everyday Shooter. And yeah. co-creator of Sound Shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her new game is going to be uh, another music-focused game, but uh, really the the video kind of wasn't going mm-hmm. into too many details. Just say maybe an action rhythm game of sorts. I don't know, but uh, looking forward to that. I see mm-hmm. her making a new game after it's been a while since that last one. Mm-hmm. That was like 2012, 2013, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's see. The next game, Storyteller, uh, which looked pretty neat from what the trailer oh, yeah. showed, uh, where it's kind of you know, a game about storytelling, where it presents you kind of like comic uh, panels of sorts. It has like a title to it, and you have you know settings and characters that you can place, and you try and set them to complete the uh, where the title of that page is. Mm-hmm. Of sorts. So you can kind of get weird with it, but Probably be pretty straightforward for the most part. 
That's a Switch and Steam. Demo's out now on Steam. And the game itself is supposed to be out soon. Mm-hmm. From what they said. Uh, Solar Ash, we get a new trailer for that. That's the PlayStation and Epic Games Store game. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a date, October 26th. So it'll be out here in about just under three months. Mm. Uh, next one, they announced a partnership with Ivy Road, mm-hmm. uh, which is the the guy that created... Uh, crap, what is it? The, I forget what the game is called. The mm-hmm. Stanley Parable. Yeah. Uh, I forget the other game he worked on, but uh, he is working on a new game with his uh, uh, with this woman. I forget what she was had worked on before, but uh, the other part of this new studio is, or at least for this game, is C418, mm-hmm. who did a lot of the music for Minecraft early on. Yeah. He has like a little bit here where they uh, are kind of shit-talking him and interrupting him. <laughs> and he turns around and gets angry at him. Mm-hmm. And then I think at the end he pulls out his... Was it a cat or a dog? I forget what was in the video. He's like making it look, seem like a, the the dog was playing the 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 keyboard there. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's uh next game here is Skin Deep, new game from Blendo Games. Yeah, makes a lot of weird stuff. Uh, this seems equally as weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is. It seems like a roguelike uh, shooter, mm-hmm. like first first person shooter, I guess. Where it has a lot of stuff to it as far as uh, environmental effects, all that kind of stuff. You'll be able to pick up stuff, uh, throw it around. Mm. All kinds of weird stuff that you would expect out of Blendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, no real date on it, just hey, go add it to your wish list on Steam or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it looks pretty neat. One of the weird things they showed is that uh, you can get stinky. And guards will smell you and find you out. So you have to go to the the bathroom, mm-hmm. and in lieu of like a shower, you just go mess with the toilets, mm-hmm. turn it on, and it makes you less stinky. Yeah, which is a bit of a weird thing, but uh, a lot of fun uh, sneaking, uh, shooting stuff in there. That looked pretty nice. As you're like a working for an insurance corporation or something. Mm-hmm. So. Weird, but uh, looks pretty neat. Then they had a uh, little montage of games that they've already released coming to new platforms. Mm-hmm. So there's the Pathless coming to Steam November 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what remains of Edith Finch is coming to iOS August 16th. Mm-hmm. There's I Am Dead is coming to the PlayStation and Xbox platforms August 9th. There's Telling Lies, the uh, the FMV sort of uh, adventure game, I think, mm-hmm. is coming to Game Pass soon, as well as Gorogoa is also coming to Game Pass soon. Mm-hmm. No real dates on that stuff, just uh, it'll happen at some point in the near future. Yeah. Uh, let's see, then we got an update on Stray, mm-hmm. which is a PlayStation exclusive, also coming to Steam. That got yeah. shown, it's the game with the, the Stray Cat. Yeah. It's in this kind of, I don't know if it's like cyberpunk world, but it's kind of like all the humans are gone, but there's robots yeah, being human, doing human stuff, I guess. 
Uh, but you're playing a cat that is kind of going around, and they show like a lot of gameplay. So if you want to learn how it works, uh, yeah. you can definitely do that. But you... Definitely looks uh, interesting, if nothing else. But it does look genuine. Like, okay, I got to see what this is about. Yeah, it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because you're gonna have a cat uh, trying to get around, solving puzzles, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and then you run into a drone that kind of translates for for you, so you can do missions for robots, all kinds of weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's also been delayed. I guess it was planned for like a late 2021 release. Mm-hmm. Now it's coming early 2022. So there's that. Uh, then there was another video for their partnership with No Code, mm-hmm. who made Observation and I think Stories Untold. Mm-hmm. So they're working on something, some new kind of creepy game with Annapurna Intera- Interactive. So mm-hmm. there's that. And then they ended it on uh, a showstopper, announcing yeah. a new expansion for Outer Wilds. Yep. That kind of blends into. Uh, the game itself, if you're playing for the first time, uh, mm-hmm. it's called Echoes of the Eye. Mm-hmm. They put out a weird trailer that just doesn't really say much, but like if you've played the game, you can kind of figure out what it's going to be leaning into. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this will be out on the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC versions September 28th. I think they also added an update because it's supposed to be coming to Switch at some point. They said it'll be out uh, later this year. Yeah. Open by December, I think it yeah. was. But something I recently found out uh, about uh, Outer Wilds that game was developed by a company called Mobius Digital. Uh, do you know who one of the uh, main, like, top board members and one of the main designers on that company is? Who? It's uh, Masioka, the guy who played Hero on Heroes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, involved in games now. Yeah, he uh, originally got his start as a special effects technician. Yeah, he worked on the on the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know that name, uh, he is the uh, the Japanese guy that was on Heroes. Mm-hmm. That's the thing most people know him for. Yeah, he's been and on a bunch of stuff too. Yeah, that was kind of his breakout role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Uh, and it says here he worked in the 1992 Summer Olympics. Yep. As an English, Spanish, and Japanese translator. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, an accomplished nerd. Yeah. Let's see. He was also on uh, Reno 911. He was on The Loop, the Sarah Silverman program. He was on Robot Chicken a couple times. Uh, let's see. He was Y50 in the news, new show for that. Uh, Austin Powers. Oh yeah, he was one of the du- one of the Japanese dudes in Gold Member. Uh, yeah, remember that part where there's like a big giant Godzilla float that suddenly like there's a car that rams into it and the Japanese start running away thinking it's Godzilla. Yeah, he's one of the dudes. He's like, it is not Godzilla. It is a dumb copyrighted copyrighted character or something like that. I was like, yeah, that was him. Um, that makes sense. That's what the third Austin Powers movie would do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and he was also, uh, like, I, I talked about how he, he did digital effects and stuff. Um, he also did the digital effects for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. 
Yeah. And uh, also uh, the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds movie as well, turns out. Yeah, he worked at ILM. So he's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, dude wears a lot of hats. He's been around. <laughs> yep, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's great. I've been getting back into Outer Wilds, trying to play it on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, so excited for that. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is it for the good news for this week. Yeah, now we have to get to the shit. <laughs> yeah, Activision Blizzard stuff has been ongoing. Yeah, so it's kind of all out. Yeah, let's uh, work our way through this. Yeah. Uh, the first big thing is that. Over 2,000 Activision Blizzard employees signed mm-hmm. a letter that condemned the company's response, that initial response that was just very bad. And, you know, yeah, where it was trying to be, where it tried to apologize, it came off very stupid, and then it tried to sort of politicize it by, you know, blaming the state of California and all this weird shit. That, the the fact that they hired like the publicist from the Trump administration it kind of shines through. Yeah, yeah, they condemn that statement as well as making a few demands of their own. Mm-hmm. Nothing that was anything like overboard. It was pretty reasonable stuff. Yeah, that uh, led to the employees who are planning a walkout for Wednesday mm-hmm. this past Wednesday. Which uh, how did that turn out? Uh, it went pretty well for them. Uh, obviously, a lot of the people are working at home, so they just didn't, you know, log into the the company accounts, whatever they're doing uh, for the remote work. But the, uh, the ones that were working in the offices, yeah, uh, a bunch of them did walk out and you know took a big picture outside the uh, the studio. Yeah, showing that they had been out there. Yeah, I know on the gamer side of the thing, there was supposed to be like a mass logout as well. Um, yeah, from what I've heard, a bunch of people are still streaming, you know, WoW or whatever. Yeah. During this whole thing, which is not a huge surprise. No. With our people that just... I mean, if you're a streamer, you know, you gotta... Still gotta make money, I guess, so... Yeah, but you've... Yeah, they, kind yeah. of have a obligation to you know mm-hmm. make some sort of stand mm-hmm. so I'd just be like oh whatever who mm-hmm. cares which I'm sure some of those people are definitely like that mm-hmm. but yeah that is uh, a big part of the week here mm-hmm. uh, then we got some things that various things that people are finding out mm-hmm. uh, about uh, the various infractions they had, mm-hmm. one particularly involving a notorious WoW developer named, let's see, what's the Alex Afrasiabi? Yeah, Alex Afrasiabi. Uh, yeah, who was a pretty well known developer. Yeah. Uh, to the point that there are a couple of characters named for him in the game and other yeah. references to him. PCs, yeah. That now the WoW has to, the WoW team has to remove that if they want to salvage any sort of mm-hmm. uh, of the the split from this guy. Yeah. Uh, because he is well known for doing a lot of heinous shit. Oh, including yeah. in the complaints uh, at BlizzCon 2020 or 2013 mm-hmm. having a suite that they called the Cosby Suite. Yes. 
which technically the, the big public, you know, sort of news of the things Bill Cosby had done yeah. hadn't gotten out until the following year, but it was still a sort um, of a fairly well-known thing for people that paid attention to sort of the underground gossip yeah. around him as sort of actors and actresses that have worked with him mm-hmm. have said like they've known since the nineties, whatever, mm-hmm. whenever that stuff happened that, you know, that happened. So it's not the thing that nobody knew about, but yeah, it's a very specific reference to make here. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when there's, you know, big pictures of them with a bunch of people in the suite holding a picture of Bill Cosby. By the way, that picture that everybody that's showing around, uh, I did some research, and apparently of the group that's in that picture, only two of the people in it are actually still with the company. And yeah, some of them have gone on to Riot Games, Yep, which is great news for them after yeah. somehow surviving the last round of harassment stuff they've had. Uh, and others are in various other companies. Mm-hmm. As well, so and they have you know pictures of the you know the alcohol setup mm-hmm. that he tweeted out himself, or, or this must be Facebook post the Facebook images and posting a text chain here for a group called the BlizzCon Cosby Crew. Yeah, names for a bunch of the people there that's you know people looked up. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh hey, this you know this one's at you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Riots and this one, you know, is retired. This kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy stayed on for a long time at this company. Yeah. Despite uh, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And yeah, that tech chain wasn't saying, oh, I'm gathering the hot chicks for the cause. Mm-hmm. And Alex says, bring them. And this other guy says, Greg, you OTW, it's on the way. Alex yeah. says, you can't marry all of them, Alex. Alex says, I can. I'm Middle Eastern. Uh, a little funny. Jesse says, you misspelled fuck. Uh, I think responding to the one says, you can't marry all of them. Uh, another one says, at Hilton Bar. And then Jesse says, come up to the cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of names here. Uh, censored, but... One of the people in the text chain responded to this mm-hmm. post saying possibly the greatest group chat in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. So they thought very highly of themselves for this whole thing. I believe they've there's also uh you know evidence of them, you know, trying to bring women to the group to the, the room for whatever shit was gonna go on there for the parties and whatnot. It's just Obnoxious. Yeah. That nothing was ever done. Uh, let's see, what other stuff? It's not really mentioned here, but there's stories of dudes that would just barge into rooms that were for women that wanted to do breastfeeding or pumping, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was like, were like, oh, don't they have locks? Like, you shouldn't need locks. Mm-hmm. Dudes should be able to be like, oh, there are people in here doing important stuff. I will go somewhere else. Yeah. It's like, uh huh, boobs. I gotta mm-hmm. go look. It's like, no, you shouldn't have to. Women shouldn't have to accommodate pervs uh, in any way. So there's and a lot of stories like that. Uh, but 
Then Bobby Kotick decided to step into the picture mm-hmm. uh, as the, the initial statement went down very poorly mm-hmm. for everybody involved. So he responded with his own public statement. Yeah, which was probably not a good thing because Bobby Kotick already has a history of sexual harassment going as far back as 2010. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah, but... Uh, kind of notorious for it. Yeah. Tries to put on a, you know, a apologetic and, I don't know, serious tone on this. Mm-hmm. Like, yet starts off, this has been a difficult and upsetting week. I want to recognize and thank all of those who've come forward in the past and in recent days. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate your courage. Every horse matters, and we'll do a better job listening now and in the future. And it's like, yeah, this was carefully written by somebody that wasn't Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Uh, they you know, talk about, you know, the law firm they've hired. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, information that people can write out, you know, email or call about uh, issues they've had, that kind of stuff, but also lays out things that will change effective immediately, which is, you know, a bunch of things that they should have been doing from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, firing people that, you know, are still with the company that have been oh. found to, you know, do the things that they're accused of, that kind of stuff, better hiring practices, which I believe earlier this year or late last year, they were very much put out a statement that was like, uh, we can't, you know, put more of a focus on diversity hires because they're just, we're not getting any of them like this. Like, yeah, that's why it's because you people are disgusting. Yeah. Like you're not getting them because you're not appealing to them because they know people that have worked with that company or currently work for it. and probably heard the shit they've been told mm-hmm. about that stuff. And yeah, uh, I think maybe one of these things is what the, the letter from the employees was about, yeah. but not the others. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The organizers of the walkouts have responded to a statement. Yeah. They did not address the following the end of forced arbitration for all employees. Yeah. Which is a thing that a lot of corporations do where if you have, you know, legal issues with the company, you have to do that on your own, no sort of class action lawsuits, uh, which is an easy way to end a lot of people's ability to get, you know, uh, something done. Uh, Let's see worker participation and oversight of hiring and promotion policies. Uh, the need for greater pay transparency to ensure equality. That was another part of the the whole thing is that women were getting hired into roles where the men were getting paid way more than them, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, uh, which there are like Google Docs or whatever out there that people put in, you know, anonymized data about what they're getting paid for their positions at, at various companies. Mm-hmm. So people can actually see what they're, you know, potentially going to get paid or should get paid if they're somehow not getting that. Uh, That's uh, definitely a big thing that for whatever reason isn't a normal thing in most uh, workplaces. Mm -hmm. Unless you're just working for everybody at a flat pay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, the last one, employee selection of a third party to audit HR and other company processes. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, the company already hired a, a law firm to do this. Yeah. So let's get to that group. I think it's called Wilmer Wilmer Hale. Yeah. Uh, a well-known company has done uh, various things, but uh, particularly they promote that they are uh, good at union busting, essentially. Basically a modern-day version of the Pinkertons. Um, yeah. And yeah, they are heavily involved in... It, usually, if there is like real danger of a company's workforce unionizing, these are the people they come in that try and, you know, put cracks into that. Yeah, which, like, some of the things that have initially come out about what they're going to do is like breaking people up into smaller groups. So there's less, you know, of a crowd. Yeah. To have, you know, a unity. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to put little differences in there and exploit them. Yeah. That that's their whole MO. That's what they yeah. do. Um, but here's the thing, uh, as you're going to say with our next story, uh, turns out they're not alone. Um, the, the yeah. Activision Blizzard. Uh, yeah. So the employees at Ubisoft. Yeah. That's, you know, have definitely not had their voices heard. Mm-hmm. Got the courage to together put their out, put out their own letter of solidarity. Yeah. With the Activision Blizzard employees, mm-hmm. as well as demand making demands of their own at Eve Scale Mall. Yeah. Uh, as well as just calling for, you know, change across the of the industry. See, now this letter is a sign that the whole effort to get a game developers union is actually pushing forward because now you've actually got uh workers from a rival uh publisher you know, in solidarity with uh, the workers at a different company. Yeah. Well, if it comes out that now there's a group of uh, of developers at, say, EA that decide to get in solidarity with them, then that's it. Yeah. It's game over. There is almost inevitable that there will be a developers union at that point. Because you'll have like workers from the three largest, you know, publishers in the field getting together. Yeah, I don't know how much EA is likely because I think they're a lot better with their policies that they've put in place after the the Madden Widow stuff. It's possible. That really got them into a much better place. Yeah. Which is not what Ubisoft or Activision Blizzard has done mm-hmm. when they've gotten complaints. Yeah. Of notes. So, yeah. But you definitely got two of the biggest publishers sort of making waves for uh, employees calling for some sort of uh, union stuff going on there. So, to see how this goes. But, yeah, that's uh, good to see. Good to see other publishers, uh, employees kind of moving into assist others mm-hmm. because you know 2000 is good 4000 is better mm-hmm. and could go all across the industry yeah I mean they were getting uh, 
you know, solidarity from other figures in the industry. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's, it's definitely a sign that there's something changing. Yeah. Um, It'd be better for companies to get ahead of this stuff than to let their employees just drag them into the mud to get there. Yeah. That's what every other publisher should be looking at. Also, they need to fire Bobby Kodak from a cannon because the longer he stays at that company, the longer it's going to get driven into the ground. Yeah. That seems like what's going, what has to be the end of this whole thing is that he gets uh, yeah. sent out, unfortunately, be with a huge golden parachute. Yeah. But that would you know, be worth I'll it to get him it. out of there entirely. Yeah. Look, he, he maybe he gets out of there with $30 million. You know what? Screw it. I'll take it. As long- more than that. He got that bonus earlier this year, $200 million. Yeah. I don't care just as long as he leaves that company. Yeah. And they freaking, you know, sanitize the place after he leaves. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I think, is where this is eventually going to end. But, yeah, that is, uh, let's see how this goes. With another week. Yeah. But yeah, for... I gotta be it for this week. Thank mm-hmm. you, Brandon, for joining. Uh, we'll be back next week with another slate of news. Hopefully some good news. But we'll probably have more stuff from Blizzard as well. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see, but we're starting to get into the, the later part of the summer here. Yeah. It is August somehow. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're getting to the fall eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Climate change is not going to feel like the fall, but whatever. The last won't be hopefully 80 degrees plus every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the for the time being, hope everybody here has enjoyed the show. Uh, let your friends and family know yes. if you're enjoying it to check it out. Yes. Or just go yelling out into the streets. Yeah, Let's check it out. Go run out into traffic. That'll certainly get their attention. Yeah, get a a nice sticker to throw in everybody's car. Yeah, just or don't tell them said that. They love that shit. <laughs> yeah, make it all yeah. yellow and ticket like. <laughs> yeah, or make it look like the it's like the white stickers with the black circles. It's like you get from places you've been to. Mm-hmm. I see it on people's fucking cars. Mm-hmm. It's all the same fucking thing. Somebody's making a lot of money off of that. Mm. But, yeah, thank you, everybody. Hope you have a good week ahead. Yeah. And we'll see you next weekend. Have a good one.